Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, This is the Successful Life Podcast, your favorite home services podcast. Hi, I'm Corey Barrier, best-selling author of Nine Simple Steps to Sell More Shit. I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your revenue in your home services company. Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Life Podcast. In this episode, I talk to founder Bob Sweet of Streamline Services Plumbing, HVAC, and Electrical. We discuss core values, company culture, and why it's important to be a good human being in your home services business. Stay tuned. This is the Successful Life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the Successful Life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with my man, Bob Sweet. What's up, Bob? Not much. How's it going, Corey? Good to be here. Good to be on the show. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Bob, you, uh, if you will, you can, look, you can tell people about you and your company a lot easier than I can. So tell everybody a little bit about you and about your company, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm the founder and uh, owner, president of Streamline Services. Uh, we are out of Raleigh. Um, I'm a fourth generation plumber. You know, uh, I grew up around the business. Uh, I always say that, <clears throat> you know, my dad was enslaved and he did not want anything to do with it. He did not want us to be a part of the trade. I fell in love with it. Uh, I was pretty good in the field. I wanted to own my own business. Always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, this has allowed me to do that. And I love it. I love what I do every single day. You know, you bring up a really interesting point. I think that, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, but you know, when I was, when I was, when I was growing up, my parents didn't say, Hey, here's an option to go into the trades. It was, you're going to college. And here's what I think, and this is just my, um, this is just what I've learned, that there's so many people that are not coming into the trades at this po point, and I think a lot of it has to do with that program, programming, if you will, or, or whatever. But I mean, when you were coming up, as you just mentioned, your dad was in the trades and and suggested you not get into it. I, I can't imagine, you know, just like people that are not in the trades, like my family was not, they weren't in the trade. So naturally they said, you've got to go to college. That wasn't the route for me. I tried that route, did not work for me. What do you think the benefits of someone, say graduating high school right now, maybe they don't know exactly what they want to do. They haven't been that great in school. They have, they thought they were going to go to college, but didn't really, but that, you know, it's undecided. What's the benefits in your opinion of people you know, of, of folks looking at coming into the trades opposed to going, going to college. 
Well, there's just so many young people out there and so many people that they could go to school, they could go to college, they have the opportunity, they could get in no problem at all, but that's just not the path that they want to go. And they don't realize uh, as they don't realize how much uh, the trades can give them that, you know, the life that they want. They give them the opportunities to essentially uh, do whatever they want, you know, earn great money, take care of the families, um, you know, and, and, and they progress through a, a company like Streamline, the opportunities are there, you know, whether you want to move up into management or you want to, you want to even cross trade, learn another trade, you know, there's so many opportunities for you in this trade. So many things that, that you can do and that you can learn. Look at the end of the day, if you go into trade school, most likely you are not even going to have to pay for that because somebody's going to pay for it for you. That means you're not going to have to take out a student loan and you're not going to have $150,000 in debt in four years with a payment for God knows how long. So if you go into the trades and, and go into a trade school and apprenticeship, you, you make money that whole time and you don't take out loans. And whenever you're done, you're still making money. Yeah, it's that compounding effect, right? So you don't have the debt. You're already, you're starting to earn. You're, you're learning something, a skill that you can use for the rest of your life. Now you decided to change it up and go and do something different. You'll always have that skill. You can't, nobody can take that away from you. That's the best thing about it. You know, firsthand experience. I've, uh, I have six boys. Uh, you know, I have three of my own and my wife has three. We're, we're like the Brady Bunch, just all boys. <laughs> uh, I call them, it's the Bobby Bunch. And, and our oldest just graduated uh, NC State with two degrees, you know, proud of him. You know, he's gone that path. And we have, we have one of our sons who's in the trade. He's a, he's a plumber. They're both doing what they want to do. Uh, and they both have opportunities that might be on a different path, but they, they're going to be able to be very successful. For sure. So, and I think that, you know, one thing that I want to really drive home, and 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 I, and I, I this is from my my personal experience with you know trying to go to college, and it just it wasn't for me. I'm ADHD, so I, I don't you know school is just not. I, I'm just I wasn't great in school. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. It doesn't excite me. And if you know anything about people with ADHD, we gotta we have to have things that are exciting in our lives. That's why most people that are business owners have a touch of ADHD. About sixty percent of them. I just think it's really important that if you know that you're not going to be great in school, then, and if you hate it, then don't even waste the time and money attempting to try. Go and try something that is going to be fulfilling for you and is going to be a lifelong skill that you can have. And guess what? In 10 years, you're going to be worth a ton of money because there's very few people that are going to be competing with you because there's not a lot of people coming into the trades. Oh, definitely. It's funny you mentioned the ADHD because uh, I am as well. Didn't realize it until I was about 40 years old. <laughs> Would have saved me a whole lot of headache had I, had I known. But but that aside, and, and I see it all the time, you know, being, suffering that and going through that, seeing that in, in so many of the people that, you know, are, are in the trades. Um, it's a, it's, you know, you got that work with your hands, you got that instant satisfaction, you're taking care of people. You know, and, and you're right. People are leaving the trades. The, uh, the average age is, you know, in, in the early 60s, they're retiring. Uh, if you're a young person coming into the trades, you're going to be able to name your own price. You're going to have, you're always going to have work um, and, and you're going to be able to do what you want to do. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's freedom. And there's not a whole lot of things that you can talk about, that you can say that has that tied with it at this point, especially if you're going to go work for somebody else in the corporate world, it's just different. And this affords you the ability to learn uh, also not just the trade, but also learn from whoever you're working for. If you decide you want to then open your own shops with someday. Right. I mean, that's right. Yeah. yeah, no. And that's something that we do at Streamline is, is we really open everything up. If, if you're coming in and you're 19 years old, 19 years old today, and you're going to go th- and you want to be a plumber, that's that's great. We're going to help you do that. But if you also say, hey, I want to know how to be the general manager of a $10 million business or, or $50 million business, we're going to open up a, a library of resources for you that you're going to be able to get to and you're going to be able to know how to do that as well. So it's for us, it's all about educating people. It's all about training. It's all about, you know, meeting them where they're at and helping them get, get to where they want to go. And, and if it, if it is start your own business, great. You know um, we need great competitors out there. We need, you know, we need great tradesmen, but we also need great business people out there as well. I think you just hit on something really, really important. Um, I don't know if majority people would feel that way. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Competition is, Amazing for many, many, many different reasons. When I say this, if you're if you're listening to this and you're you're a guy that that maybe you're charging significantly less than what the bigger people are charging, well, they're kind of raising your value. To be honest with you, because if they're charging significantly higher than you are, then you really have a gap that you can up your prices. So really, you should be thinking those people that are having the higher prices or your perceived higher prices. The reason those people have higher prices is because they have their branding is on point. They're they're they they look nice when they go to the house. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And 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 to that to that point also, it's I feel it's my job. It's our job as an organization to create an environment and a culture and a place and a home for you to stay and and not want to do that. You know, it's, it's no different whether if we don't have that and you and you fire you fire us as as your employer and you go someplace else uh, or go start or go start your own business, then I've failed. We've failed as, as an organization. We haven't obviously done our job to create an environment where you can make a great living uh, and do the things that you want to do and be challenged and, and, and learn anything that you want to learn in a business. Well, so I think that's an interesting perspective. And I I think if you look at it from someone that, that leaves the company for some, maybe to go to a different company. I, I can see your standpoint there, but if they leave to start maybe their own company, I don't think you failed in that scenario. I think you've won. You've, you've obviously taught this individual enough for them to believe that they can go out and start their own stuff. And whether that actually works out for them or not, that's a whole different story, but that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would agree with you. I just hope that, you know, we also have the opportunity to give people, to feel like they're contributing on, a, on an everyday basis and part of the part of the growth, the organization. And again, these these guys are going out. And when you're in a truck all day by yourself running calls, you're running your own business. You know, it's you that the customer is buying from. It's not they're not buying Streamline. Right. They're not they're not doing business with Streamline. They are they are doing business with the individuals in their home right in front of them. So I'm glad you you, you actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I noticed one thing. When I walked in your in your office the other day, is the first thing that I noticed when I walked in was 
core values are the first thing that you see right when you walk in. And I thought that was pretty impressive because I, I, I got to be honest, if to be honest, most people, a lot of people don't even have core values. They may not even know what that means or how do your employees, uh, obviously they fall within the core values of the company. Do you hire and fire on those core values? Of course. Yeah. The core values are, um, it's exactly how we hire. It's exactly how we train coach. And then if you don't align uh, with the core values, you know, you're going to feel it. You're not going to feel like you're a part of the team, you know, and, and recently we've actually added guiding principles to those core values so that they're not just words on a wall or on a poster. Now we have, we, we've got guiding principles that it's portable, you know, it's actionable, you know, it's, it's behavior based. So, you know, if you're out there, you know, one of our core values is positive and that's, you know, bring more love and energy to others than you take and make it fun, you know? So it's not, it's not just about be positive. How can I be positive? How can I encourage the rest of the team? And they're internal. You know, I mean, we may we may talk about them, you know, to the community a bit, but it's really about us and our focus is on each other first. Uh, you know, we say we're a people company. It's all about relationships. And it's and it's first and foremost about the relationship inside of Streamline. For sure. Now, let me ask you, did you adopt some of those core values from you know, I get you said your fourth generation. I, I, maybe I'm assuming this. I don't know this for sure. But is it? Is did, did your dad have Streamline before you had it? No, no. Okay. You know, and, and I will say that this has been a this has been a journey and a process for me. You know, I you know, I I have a high school education, right? And I'm proud of that, and I'm proud to be a plumber. Uh, but it's taken it's taken 20 years of of really dedicating myself to learning the business and understanding the other side of, of things. Uh, and for a long time, you know, we, people didn't know where we're going, what we're doing. We we're just going out there and, and we we're just doing plumbing. And um, I attribute uh, the video from Simon Sinek about your why and understanding what your why is. And that really probably about 10 years ago, really put us on a different course to really be able for me to articulate why we get up every day and what we do. And it's about people and it's about relationships. And then from that learning that, you know, having a set of core values to really hold each other accountable, including myself to what those are and, and what we do every day. I, I, I love that. I think that, that, that I, that was a perfect answer to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, 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 I've worked with people before that, you know, they'll have core values up on the wall and then they come dragging in late or they come in hungover and like you got to live by the core values, just like the employees. Cause if you don't live by the core values, why should they? Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think core values have all the reason that the culture is the way it is. I think culture is the new currency. That's what I believe because I, I think the people that don't have a very good culture are quickly losing people to the companies that have a good culture. Yeah, it's it's the most important thing to me is is that culture and it's taking care of those uh, the people that are here. And if we do that and we do that well, uh, we'll be successful, right? And I always say, you know, we can we can go out and we can put in a bunch of plumbing and HVAC units and and fix electrical and and we're fortunate enough that uh, especially where we're located that that we'll we'll do okay. But what will that, what is the worth of that, right? At the end of the day, when it's all over, 
how can we affect people? How can we change lives? How can we make a difference? And it really starts it really starts inside our walls. It really starts inside the organization and that culture. From making sure that everyone top to bottom has a, has a one-on-one every single week, that they have their time to, to speak what's going on. And, 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 you know, like we've talked in the past, it's not just about, you know, what can I do to be a better tradesperson or what can I do to be a better CSR dispatcher today? It's, it's what can I do to be a better person? What can I, is it, is there something I'm that I could do to be a better mom or dad, a better member in the community? And if we're better and we say, if we're 1% better every single day and we're better people, we're going to be better for streamlining, we're be better for in our careers. And if we focus on the other first, everything else will follow. Attention contractors of the Successful Life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com, and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. Yeah, absolutely. And that 1% compounds, right? You don't have to do... 100% every day. If you no. just do a little bit every single day, it compounds and the growth is massive. Just 1%. That's all you need. So it doesn't have to be this this giant daunting task, you know. Again, it's it's a it's a long life. Let's let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it along the way. You know, it's hard work what we do. Uh, it's not easy. It's worth it. Without a doubt. And look, I mean, it's it's fascinating to me, you know. I know that and well, you don't you don't know this about me necessarily, but the reason I the reason I enjoy working with people in the trades specifically is because I can identify with, you know, because I've been in sales forever. So salespeople get the same rap as like a plumber or a tradesperson. You're just a plumber or just a slimy sales guy. And so I understand the mindset of walking up to that house and thinking that person is already going to have a negative thought about me. And so I know that that really hurts a lot of people. Um, And a lot of it is self-inflicted in my experience. So can you talk about how you get your guys, you know, up to speed as far as like their communication with the the customer and feeling confident about the prices that they're offering and, and the services that they're offering? How do you ensure that process goes well every time? I mean, a lot of it just comes from understanding that they're worth it, right? It's not necessarily, it's not the time spent on presenting a price or, or, or talking about, you know, about the money aspect. It's about, it's about teaching people that when somebody calls in with a problem, that we need to take care of them. We need to make sure that we give them all the options, help educate them, talk to them, spend the time with them. You know, if, if our guys, if, if our people, we can get to the kitchen, you know, table and have a cup of coffee and really get down to what needs to be taken care of, that's success for me, right? Let's build that relationship. Let's take care of people and, and then, and we'll be successful, but it starts with, it starts with everybody understanding that they're worth it, right? Uh, that you're not just a plumber, that you're not just an electrician, you know, you are a smart talented individual you have a lot to offer and most 
things that you can offer and do, most people can't. You know, you just be proud of that and understand that. You know, one thing that I just didn't really realize is how much math is involved with a lot of the trades. You know, I was talking to uh, one of my HVAC guys the other day, and the amount of math that he has to do for a commercial job is unreal. I just didn't realize, I just didn't realize that. Right. So you mentioned options. I think that's super, super important. My first question is, I I want you to tell me about the options and how they're presented and then how many options do you give people and why do you think it's important to give people options? You know, for us, for us, it's, it's very important that one of those options is that is that basic repair, right? And that when we're talking to a when we're talking to someone that has something that needs to be taken care of, that we're that we're always addressing the, the problem at hand. But to make sure that we're we're finding out what's going on in the home and what will best suit them and their family, because there may be something else, there may be another option out there that will that will solve another problem or solve you know solve things for them. Definitely like to see three or four options, you know, um, and that usually is, is enough to help, help somebody make that decision. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a hard set number. Everything is, is, you know, every call is different. You know, I think if you provide someone with three or four options uh, based on where they're at and their situation, we can always find a solution. I want to ask you, so three or four options is good. I think that's a reasonable, I think, first of all, I think it doesn't make sense to have less than three options. I just don't, that's just my opinion. Uh, I don't think it makes sense, but I also don't think it makes sense to have 12 options. Right. Because people shut down. That's right. Yeah. If if you get confused, I mean, you know, a confused, a confused mind says no. Right. So you just don't know what to do and it just doesn't make sense. No, definitely not. Now, are one of your options a financing option? Yes. Yeah. We always, we always offer financing. Uh, we talk about it based, you know, we make sure that people know that, that we have that for them if they need it, especially in these times right now, right? It, it could be an option that, that is needed. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, you can go ahead and you can find that. It's that, that small repair. Well, the other kind of the other side of that is, you know, if it, maybe it's a big repair and maybe it's $15,000. Well, I may have $15,000, but if I can finance it for 0% for the next 12 or 18 months, that'd be really stupid for me to hand you my $15,000, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. And it's not our job to, it's not our job to decide how you want to spend your money. Right. We just, again, lay everything on the table, help you make the decision and what makes sense for you is is good for us. Well, you didn't cause the problem, right? Right. So you shouldn't feel bad about the problem that's there. Like you didn't cause it. You're there. If anything, you're kind of like Superman. You're there with the solution. At the end of the day, everybody's got to have a place to go to the bathroom. You know, y'all are in a really good industry to go. You know, (laughs) you have a lot of fun. I mean, like, really, it seems it's funny to say that. But truthfully, if you want to have job security, it's a pretty solid place to look. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I, you know, let me ask you this. In terms of how your CSRs and your, and your technicians, how they, how they communicate. Now, do you use a, do you use a dispatch board? Do you have a dispatcher? We have a dispatcher. Yep. And we use, yeah, we use, uh, we use service Titan as our dispatching software. Good. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So do you do you guys go back and check? Do you listen to your calls and go back and check the CSRs? How do you guys ensure like the calls? So we tra- you know, we track our call booking percentage and our, and our booking rate and our call center manager will listen to calls um, individ- for individual uh, CSRs and they'll discuss those in their one-on-ones and their in trainings and we'll and we'll track what's what's working what's not and we'll have a, an entire CSR training or dispatch training the way that you know dispatchers might be communicating with the expecting customer and then also with the with the technician when they're dispatching and they're communicating back and forth all day and they're deciding which jobs is best for each technician and, and where to go so it's just a constant movement you know and, and a lot of that stem daily stems from our daily huddle we have a daily huddle every single morning and then it goes you know everybody goes about and dispatchers know where we're headed csrs know what we need and we just talk about that we communicate within rhythm all, all day long and we also have a midday check-in that everybody's a part of just to make sure that hey we're on track we're off track anybody need any help where are we going communication that that way and uh, lots of communication with the dispatcher and the technician and make sure the job's complete and everybody's happy in the follow-up call i'm glad you mentioned follow-up call so how many times i'm and i'm curious how many times you guys follow up let's just say i'll, I'll give you a scenario you go out to a house and it's a water heater job. They they don't go with you. How often or what is the follow-up process after that technician leaves the house? So it's going to depend on the on the type of call, of course. Uh, we, to be honest with you, at this point right now, we're actually hiring for an inside sales rep. Um, and but that process would be, you know, if it if there it doesn't sell, I know again. My number one concern is making sure that the person that these people are taken care of. So that's the follow up call. Sure. If you called us today and your water heater is leaking and not working and you decided not to go ahead and replace that water heater repair with us today. One, I want to know why. Right. Yeah. (laughs) We obviously did. There's something that we didn't do right. Right. Because we have the skills. We have the ability. What was it that decided that you didn't want to go with us? So let's find out that and also find out where you taking care of. Did you, did you get taken care? Of? And if not, then let's talk about it. So that's essentially the follow-up. The follow-up is really to make sure one, why, why not us? Sure. So we can learn, we can learn from it. We obviously failed you. We did something wrong. We're here. We're ready to go. We got everything you need. If you, you know, people make decisions, you know, obviously very differently. Then, then maybe how you or I would make decisions. Yeah. You, you never, you just never know, and you, you know you can't expect to have a hundred percent success rate every single call. But I think it's great and super important to find out why they didn't move forward. So how how do you go about getting that information? Just do you have a technician call, or do you have a third party? How do you do that? Inside, we have an inside person that calls and follows up. Our dispatcher will make what we call our happy call the end see what's going on and then we have other ways where where, the, where someone can communicate with us through uh text or or email and, and survey or so try to try to give the best options for people to communicate back to us that's fantastic in fact i just talked about that last week at connect i talked about making it easy i was talking about ha- having people to, to apply for your company and making it easy that, you know, if you're advertising on social media or whatever you're doing, 
have a, a situation, have an opera, uh, an option for them to be able to text in. Cause look, if you're trying to bring in 20 year olds or even 30 year olds, they don't want to pick up the phone. They're not going to pick up the phone. And so you got to make it easy. And I know it sounds crazy. And I know a lot of people think that's maybe that's not their job to, to, to make it easy for the people to come work for you. But I'd say that makes complete sense that you would want to make it easy. <laughs> we want to make it easy for everybody to get hold of us and, and communicate with us, right? In this day and world, you know, think about think about the way that we like to do business or we like to communicate with somebody else. And you know, the, I heard it, I heard it said very well. Would you do business with yourself? You got to ask yourself that question. Are we providing the same things that you look for every single day of the, the businesses that you do business with? So, what are we doing or not doing? Let's take our heads out of the sand, find options and ways for to do things differently and talk to talk to people, whether it's recruiting or or someone need to get a hold of you for service. Yes, 100 percent. All right. I do have one more last question. So you mentioned recruiting and that's something that's been really heavy in my conversations as of recently. I believe that if you got a good company culture, your employees will refer people to work for you. Right. That's right because they enjoy working for you. So it brings up a question. If you're struggling finding people to work for you, why is that? That's a leadership yeah, problem. Yeah. You got to look at yourself, right? Why, why not? Why yeah. not? Us? Same reason, same, same reason why someone didn't go ahead with the services that you're providing and you're in your, in your, in their home. Why, why not us? And you got to ask those questions. And sometimes the answers are not easy, but if you don't have, that data to, to 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 track and measure, there's no chance you're going to get better. You're just going to be spinning around a circle all the time. Yeah. No, I'm super proud of of what we have. Uh, I will say, you know, again, it's thinking a little differently. But 20 years ago, I never would have hired another family member, right? Not my necessarily my family member. You know, if if your brother wanted to come work here, your sister or your wife, if you, nah, that's and what I've, what we found is that truly that family culture that we have and not, and we have, we have brothers and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives, you know, and it's truly uh, a family atmosphere and people taking care of, taking care of each other and taking care of the organization and, and want to see that growth. Right. So it's that, really that investment and investing in investing in people to train them, not just hire, right. But recruiting retention and then, and then training new people into the trades. And so, you know, we talked about that a little bit the other day, um, bringing people into the trades that maybe are not necessarily trades people uh, to start out. You know, we, we talked about that, but I would still like for you to, you know, just to go into that a little bit. What are your thoughts on hiring people that maybe don't have a background in, in plumbing or, or in being a CSR or what, or whatever position you're trying to fill. That's right. Yeah. You know, I think again, the mindset is like, Oh, I got to catch these young kids right out of high school and bring them in and train, train them. And that's not necessarily the case always. Right. There's, there's people out there working in sectors and other fields in, in other industries that have incredible skills, you know, and they align with our core values and let's bring them in let's talk to them and let's train them as well. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, you hear all about this quiet quitting and you hear all about people leaving the workforce. They're leaving, but they're still looking, right? 
Right. Most people, most people want something to do and they want to be a part of something and they want to want to be a part of growth and they want to make a difference. And so I feel like we can offer that. We at the trades across the board can offer that. I know that streamline can offer that. So, you know, that's where we're looking across the board and let's not just look for people who uh, look and act like us. Let's, let's look at everyone and let's give everyone an opportunity. Well, if you hire everybody that looks and acts like, you do, then yeah. you're going to have a whole bunch of people we're doing still, the same stuff. Yeah, we'll still be in the same spot. So. Right. <laughs> but it's fascinating how many times people will hire other people because they are like them in some shape, form, or fashion. It's just a bad, you know, typically it's just not a good way to hire somebody. That's right. When you think about doing stuff for your team that's different than maybe some of the other companies that are around, what are some of those things? Because there's a reason why the culture is good. And, and there's a bunch of reasons that pour into that. And we've covered a lot of those today. You know, I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I, that I didn't get back to that I'll get back to now is that you have those one-on-one -on -one meetings with them. And you said something really important that I want people to pay attention to is you, you said that one-on-one that -on -one meeting is not for you to talk to the employee about all the things that they're doing right or wrong. It's for the employee to have a conversation with you about what's going on with them and your time to listen. And you didn't say exactly like that, but in our conversations. Yeah, it's truly, it's first and foremost, it's their time. And it's our responsibility, not to me, this manager that's driving certain KPIs, but to be a coach, right? To help them and meet them where they're at right then and there. And to see what they really need because if we take care of that everything else will follow so um that's and, and that's really it i mean truly if it, you really want a, a culture that's about people you gotta set aside the old school i need this certain convert i need all these certain numbers right and let's talk to the person find out where they're at and let's help them get there right they nobody shows up to suck right Right. Everybody wants to come and do good. They want to be successful. How can we help you be the most successful you today? What's right. that going to take? Super important. Super important. And, and I, you know, I think that I think that really makes a big difference in how your people show up. And, you know, a second ago, you said you said, would you what would you do business with you? I wonder if a lot of people look at it that way. I, and I, I meant to dive in this a second ago, but and it's sorry I keep bouncing back and forth. Um, ADHD, probably not shocking to you. Um, <laughs> no, but the same thing is, is, would you work for yourself? Like, would you work? If you're providing this environment for people, would you work there? Would, would you be a part of that? Right. And nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect. But if, but if again, every day you try to get 1% better, and, and you, you know what your mission is and you have your core values and you have it and you, and you have a 20 mile March is what we call it every single day. Um, you know, people want to be a part of that and be honest, be vulnerable and be open. When you screw up, you gotta, you gotta own it. And that's, again, all this stuff is things that, you know, it's hopefully obvious for the consumer, but I think we, sometimes we look over and look past people right in front of us and if we just take care of each other inside that inside that group everything else will be amazing yeah i totally agree and i, I don't know if people look over that 
or not, because I don't know if people have, I don't know if most people have that experience with the service people that are coming to their house. My guess is they probably don't have that experience. So that's what makes you unique. And that's what you, you want to be, you know, you want to be different. And, and what you're saying is vastly different from most companies that are out there. And, you know, hats off to you. Cause that's, that's really cool. And I love having conversations with people that run their business the right way. And, you know, if you look at your people as people and not as a revenue number and look, I know we probably all can be guilty of this because there's a fine line between the two. At the end of the day, you got to put the person first. If you put the person first, as you mentioned, they're going to make money for you. They're going to be happy. They're going to show up. They're going to do their job. That's right. You just got to treat them like a human being. Yeah. You got to trust, trust the process. Take care of you. If you took anything away from this podcast, well, listen, make I, sure you well, subscribe, leave a review, really and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Yeah, it's uh, Bob Sweet, Streamline Services. We're Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, you can find us online at SmileTeamNow.com. And uh, thank you very much, Corey. Really appreciated it. And enjoyed our time together. This was great. My- My pleasure. Thank you, brother. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.